0: I'll go start the coffee.
1: I'll be down in a minute. scooby dooby
0: dooby doo Pastor Rand, Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Welcome to the morning Bible study. We do about a chapter a day. Yesterday, we we uh, did one section, though. It was mm-hmm. about prayer and we were talking about something and I just wanted to return to it really quickly before we get started so what were we saying? what we were talking about
0: being bold in your prayer
1: yeah and I was thinking about it what's the difference between being bold and being like too risky you know like it's kind of a fine line you know Mm -hmm. i was thinking about esther for example everyone always like talks about how bold she was that she believed Mm -hmm. she could just walk in and say these things to the king but at the same time in a different light someone could be like that's not you know a good risk to take like you could have been killed and you could have, you know, this could have happened and this could have happened, it could have ended poorly. Like, you know, when you do something bold, there's always a chance that, you know, it's not going to work out,
0: right? Yeah, she did, she was. <coughs> Maybe we just pick an example. <coughs> but she did <coughs> tell um, Mordecai she was going to wait three days and she was considering it and she kind of backed away from it. But... You're right, yeah, she did have to think t- that. Well, I'm either gonna be killed or this is gonna happen, but I think that her boldness in that situation was I mean, there was really no there, if there other wasn't
1: way, an element at risk. Then being bold wouldn't be being bold, right? Yeah, like it's not brave when you
0: go to the grocery store,
1: right? Or jump into like walk into a pool you know like taking the stairs that's not brave you know but when you jump in or you know like you do something slightly risky then that would have an element of boldness or brave, you know i don't know Mm -hmm. so i was thinking about how we were talking people who make a bold ask for god like and then we got to the phrase I do believe help me overcome my unbelief and I said I thought Luther said that and I was trying to think of something and I looked back and I thought of it and now I can't find it <laughs> where is it oh yeah so I was thinking of Luther's explanation for how would be thy name And it's not have really anything to do with this. <laughs> it's just similar in the phrase. After they say, God's name is certainly holy by itself. We pray that we too may keep it holy. There's a section that says, how is God's name kept holy? And it says, God's name is kept holy when his word is taught in its truth and purity. And we, as children of God, lead holy lives according to it. According to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven but whoever teaches and lives contrary to God's word dishonors God's name among us. Keep us from doing this to your Father in heaven. So when you said,
0: Lord, I do believe.
1: Yeah, help me overcome my unbelief. I was thinking of the line, help us to do this dear your Father in heaven. Because when I used to teach third grade, we used to memorize these commandments and their explanations and... There was one really animated class that said this in a very, like, well, authentic way. They were like, help us to do this, dear Father in Heaven. Like, they're calling out for help. And when you said that line the other day, that made me think of that, even though they're not the same, they're not really related. It was just the way the phrase is, like, help me, God, you know, just brought that back to mind.
0: No, I think it is... I think it is the same thing because you're praying to God for help you know and then you're saying help me to do this but so it's, but really it's like these I want explanations help. And then,
1: are not the explanations are not prayers the explanations are like this is what the petition means and this is the only explanation that Luther wrote that includes prayers the rest of them are like God's kingdom comes, so by his grace, we lead a godly life now on earth and forever in heaven. Like, they're just telling you what it means. And this is the only one where it says, help us to do this to your Father in heaven. Keep us from doing this to your Father in heaven. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. But it doesn't really relate to prayer, except for that it's an explanation of a prayer. Mm. And maybe he got it from that passage, which... I forget what it is. Yesterday, when I was searching for it, I found it. It's like Mark nine, twenty something. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, that's a little follow up to yesterday's prayer section. So today we are on Luke ten, chapter eleven, verse fourteen. Wait this, what? What?
0: You said Luke 10, chapter 11, verse 14. (laughs)
1: It's like, (laughs) oh my
0: goodness. (laughs) The 10th book of Luke.
1: I was looking at the heading in the corner of my Bible that says Luke 10, but obviously on this page, Luke 11 starts. Okay. Starting over. (sighs) Luke Luke is... Okay. Luke 11, verse 14. It's early, man. And his dude. (laughs) Luke 11, verse 14. Jesus and Beelzebub. Am I saying that correctly? Mm -hmm.
0: You're going to say Lord of the Flies if you want to. I don't want to.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, 14. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been. Mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then, they will be your judge. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd yelled out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. All right, I got a lot of questions. Okay. Okay, first of all, the first verse, Jesus was driving out demons or a demon that was mute.
0: It seems he's driving on a demon, and the demon made the person mute, unable to speak. There's another one where I think the man is deaf and mute. In the other case, when he spits on the ground and he touches his tongue in a different uh, one. But yeah, for whatever reason, this man is not able to talk. And he drives out the demon.
1: But demons were angels before they fell. So mm-hmm. technically, demons should be able to talk. It's not that the demon was mute. It's that he caused muteness. Because right? yeah. yeah. muteness is like a human flaw. A demon is a spirit. Demons don't have mouths and vocal cords. Right. They just speak like angels do. They wouldn't have a flaw, like they couldn't talk. No,
0: I don't think it's a flaw. I think it's what he was causing the person right. to do.
1: So, it could say Jesus was driving out a demon that caused a man to be mute.
0: Yeah, and the only thing that I would consider is if the man is mute or if the man is demon-possessed and the demon does not um. cause the man to speak in demonic noises or to shout anything out or, you know, to do anything. <laughs> so the demon is not exhibiting anything vocally through the man. Right, right. It doesn't okay. mean that he's flawed. It just is that. but.
1: Well, I mean, it's it makes it sound like the demon that was mute, like the demon couldn't speak. It couldn't. Because most of the other demon positions we hear about, like, they're yelling and screaming and, mm-hmm. you know, scaring people and speaking out against Jesus. But this one is not. But it's not because the demon can't. It's cho- This is how it's choosing to torment this person.
0: Yeah, we know so little about demons. I would um, have to look a little bit closer. I think the it's a good question. Um and this is a cop out, but the point is that the man is possessed by a demon, not really with the
1: I know, that's the point. I'm just saying that no, caught me off guard. Yeah. Like, how could a demon be mute? That's like saying an angel has a broken leg. Like spirits can't have a physical flaw. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. They're not physical beings. Oh, what
0: happened, Gabriel? Oh, you know.
1: They don't have Struck legs. my
0: foot against a stone.
1: They don't have legs. <laughs> they don't have voices. They don't have necks. They, they have voices. Well, they sing sure. praises to God. Sure, just like there's light that existed before the source of light did. Doesn't make any sense yeah. to us. Right. We can't have a voice without our body parts, <laughs> but spirits don't have bodies. Mm-hmm. So where do their voices come from? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, that's assuming that in a spiritual world you actually need to create vibrations in air.
1: You could you just read everybody drum. else's minds? You you I don't know. I don't know. Communicate telepathically. This is this yeah. is getting off topic. Yeah,
0: and it's all speculation. So okay, next question.
1: Objection. Speculation. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. By Beelzebub, he's driving out demons. Other tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Well, why did they say they're asking for a sign from heaven when he just did this sign? (laughs) That was silly. Because other
0: people have driven out demons too.
1: So what kind of sign would be like... Only from heaven that only God could do
0: um it would be like what Elijah did having fire fall from heaven mm, okay. or yeah I guess that'd be a good one because then the disciples disciples say that at some point too oh should we we talked about that I think a couple of chapters ago should I bring down fire upon this city for doing for not yeah. inviting you in Um, I mean, parting a river, so.
1: Okay. Um, I think I understand what he's saying in the next section. A kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. He's saying, like, if I was doing this in Satan's name, Satan can't drive out Satan. Because it would be like Satan fighting against himself.
0: Yeah, and what benefit would that have?
1: Right. So that that paragraph is kind of like that. Um, but then these next analogies about the house. Strong man. When a strong man guards his house, when someone stronger attacks, he takes away the armor and divides it up. So saying, the strong man is demons but someone stronger would be God no and takes away the armor and divides up the spoils
0: no the demon the demon is the robber or the one that comes in uh-huh. the strong man is the person so the one that is possessed so we are
1: are you sure about this are you speculating? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Just this I don't know this section very well.
0: So the somebody is there and they have
1: they're guarding their own they're,
0: selves? They're guarding their selves, yeah. And their soul and
1: But then when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted. And divides up the spoils. Mm-hmm. So he means he's like...
0: He takes away all the defenses that the person has.
1: Yeah. Then that's the end of the story. Right, <laughs> He goes so on if, to a different analogy.
0: No, it's the same analogy.
1: He says, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. And then he says
0: that demon is drived out he goes uh,
1: into the arid
0: places and then comes back and brings other people with it
1: so but now he's not speaking in analogies about robbers he's trying he's
0: explaining more of it Mm -hmm. okay so if let's say someone relies on their own strength Mm -hmm. to fight against demons or evil or whatever it is and if you're not relying on God at no matter how strong you think you are, there are things that can overpower you and ruin your life, or hurt your spiritual faith.
1: And so if it it's mean faith yourself, so when he says, "Okay, so if you're trusting in yourself." Mm-hmm. The demon, or whatever it is, is going to overpower you and divide up your armor. Mm-hmm. He's not with me. He's against me. He does not gather scatters. Then an evil spirit comes out of a man. It goes through arid places seeking rest and doesn't find it. Mm-hmm. I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, the house is clean. It goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked, and they go live there. The final condition of the man is worse than the first. Mm-hmm. So is that?
0: Well, if the man does not find new armor, if he doesn't um, find a new defense in some way, he's still just as susceptible as before because he's lost his armor, he's lost his um, strength, and the demon and others will continue to attack him. I mean, this is... You see this with um, people that are fighting against some sort of sin in their life that many times they'll, uh, have a period where they are free from that sin. Let's, let's say it's, I don't know, drug abuse. So somebody has this issue with drug abuse and addiction, they fight against it, they are now living a new life if they don't build up a new defense with the Lord and grow stronger, at some point they could relapse and fall into a much worse state because then all of these other things continue to flood back in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So same is true with demon possession. If we don't continue to build our armor and our strength through the Lord, we make ourselves susceptible to things that would drive us away from our God
1: okay so what you said makes sense
0: but the bible doesn't
1: (laughs) well it's not clear to me
0: this is kind of a yeah
1: because well then there's also a note here um in my self-study bible that says jesus is perhaps referring to the work of jewish exorcists Claim to cast out demons, but who rejected the kingdom of God, whose exorcisms were therefore ineffective. Um, see Matthew 12, where Jesus makes a similar comment about the Jewish nation of the day. Oh wait, here's the note I meant to quote. (laughs) The, um, finds the house swept clean. The place had been cleaned up, but left unoccupied. A life reformed, but lacking God's presence is open to reoccupancy by evil. Which is what you said.
0: Yeah, that's just a lot more succinct.
1: But I don't think when I read that first, it was clear because it sounds like, oh, the house was clean and in order. Like this person got their life together, mm-hmm. and they're good now. But then, they they go the demons go in there. And it's worse than before, so I didn't understand why like, clean and in order was a bad thing, but.
0: It's not a bad thing. It's good, but you still need it's to have some. God. Protection. Yeah, you still need a stronger defense because you
1: as a strong man are not strong enough alone to overpower it. I don't mean this to sound like I'm always criticizing the Bible and saying like it's a, doesn't make sense or it's not good no, enough. No,
0: but all these parables, that was the point. I know. The point Bart was could to be chew on them <laughs> and continue to learn and grow through them.
1: Like you know this through study and someone explaining to you and now I know it because you explained it to me. But if I just picked it up by and I was alone, I don't know that I would like get that out of here. If it would say like when it arrives it finds the house swept clean and put in order but no no one is guarding it mm-hmm. then it takes seven more spirits and they go live there. Like The fact that it's not guarded is important now obviously it doesn't mention anything about a guard but it doesn't mention that it's not guarded either you know what I mean like it just seems seems like it could be slightly more clear with the addition of like one more thought but
0: yeah I think well I know there are many parts of the Bible like this that this is the way that Jesus taught and this is the means that the Holy Spirit gives to us. And a lot of it is through stories. And Jesus makes that point um, that we say, I thank you, my heavenly Father, that you have revealed these things to little children, yet you have keeping that, or kept them hidden from the wise and learned. Yeah. That there's, there are things that Take eyes of faith to see Mm -hmm. that if you're just looking at this with just a critical eye going, oh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, the unbelieving eyes won't see this.
1: Are you saying I'm an unbeliever? No.
0: (laughs) No, I'm saying you are looking at this as someone seeking understanding. And it's not... Having eyes of faith does show us a lot that others don't see but it's still it's faith-seeking understanding and there are sections of the bible that it's not like you know you get baptized and then it's like you get downloaded into your mind everything that the bible means it's a lifelong study where you continue to grow and get stronger by looking at these things this
1: section is saying the devil can't drive out itself. Mm-hmm. And if you're driving out a de- a demon, mm-hmm. you have to have God there. It can't be an empty power, human strength, or the devil. Because if you use any of those things, the devil or the demon will come right back. And so he's speaking against these People who are doing exorcisms, Mm -hmm. but don't have true faith. And he's trying to show them that he is true God, not just a random exerciser.
0: Yeah, I think another way to think about it is he's looking for permanent solutions, not temporary ones. You know, someone can fight through something. Again, if you want to go back to my example of like a addict or an alcoholic if you look at the aa 12 steps what are they right away they admit that they need a higher power mm-hmm. you know they need something stronger to help them through this situation and that's yeah, true with that's a lot like of a- sins in our life where we could stop them temporarily but unless we build a network of people that are going to help us and look to god mm-hmm. you know we're not going to be strong enough to keep it out of our lives forever
1: okay so I just had a lot of questions about this when he gets done saying it a woman yells out blessed is your mother who gave you birth and nursed you Mm -hmm. do all these people understand what he just said or are they kind of the meaning is hidden from them again
0: I think they understand it and again, he could have spoken more. Sure. <laughs> at this point.
1: And then he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Mm-hmm. That applies to this.
0: Yeah, goes back to the the lesson. What made Mary uh, good is that sure. she believed in Jesus as her savior. Yeah. And we have examples. It's not just she gave birth to Jesus, but you hear of her at the cross and with the disciples on uh, Pentecost, continuing mm-hmm. to worship God and looking to him for help and strength.
1: hmm Yeah, so he's going on and on about his power is true true power not not the devil and not human power mhm and then they say blessed is your mother and then he says no blessed is everyone who has true faith mhm so yeah i guess it all ties together
0: yeah and it's not a um you know the idea of like a deity at that time. You would have all these gods and goddesses that would have, you know, mothers from the Greek gods or the Roman gods or whatever they are. Oh, yeah, and like sure. the power would just be in one family. And he's saying, no, the power is anybody who has the word of God, because the this is what makes you part of the family. This is what gives you power. It's not your lineage. And especially if he's talking about... Um, the Jewish leaders, you know, that would be kind of an indictment that it's not your position, it's your your faith. Yeah. Well, we've kind of well, gone deeper more, in this section. Okay. One more quick
1: thought. Maybe, okay. it, maybe it's not going to be quick. So usually people come to Jesus asking him for help. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to kind of answer my own question here, I guess how I was going to say, how did Jesus find this man or know that he needed help? Did he come to Jesus? And if he couldn't speak, but then obviously God knows what people are thinking, even without them saying it out loud. He can read people's minds because he says that here. He knew their thoughts. Talking about the other people there. So, The person didn't need to ask for help. Jesus knew they needed help because there was a demon. And he could see that or know that.
0: Yeah, and it also could have been family or friends or the man waved at him. Hmm. I mean, we don't know. It's just there was a man. We don't...
1: Okay, I just thought of that. All right, well then we should end that section and we'll do some more next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop.
0: Pastor Randlora, wake up.